to Witches and Pros podcast. I am Haley Camarillo, and today I have with me a very special guest, Cody Camarillo, who is the author of A Stone's Throw from the Sea. Uh, Cody, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So it's a grim, dark, post-apocalyptic fantasy. Uh, it's set in a completely fictional world, no parallels to our real world. Um, the main character is a man named Ambergris. He's their master whaler. So he's uh, goes out on the whaling ships and catches whales. But everything in this world, all the animals are corrupted and evil. So the whales are not just whales, they're monsters. Um, and he's supported by other whalers. And then in this, in this world, uh, men kind of led to the downfall of society as a whole. And that's why it's post-apocalyptic. They kind of um, angered this evil God and led to the death of their own good God. It's so everything's just horrible. Um, so the, the, their town is kind of run by this ruling council of women. And the men in the town are just kind of they're just there to do their jobs, put food on the table, provide, and basically die. So it's, it's pretty grim, um, but it's a lot of, it, interestingly, it's a lot of fun to write. So there's that. That is awesome. And uh, what inspired A Stone's Throw from the Sea? So that's a great question. There's actually really an odd answer for that. Uh, it's partially inspired by a dream I had of just this creepy fog, um, shrouded land with this guy in a, an old plague healer gas mask with the, you know, the one that looked like a big bird beak on it, mm -hmm. um, which led to the development of the character that would eventually become my main character, which is Ambergris. Um, and then the story itself was actually inspired by Warhammer 40k, which is a tabletop game, a video games, book series, it's everything. Uh, in reading about Warhammer 40k, it's really, really depressing and dark and just kind of ridiculously dark subject matter. It's sort of everything's horrible. And I got to thinking about um, what it would be like to write a story in that kind of setting that was so grim where there's literally no hope of anything better than what's going on right now and what's going on right now. It's terrible. Um, after that, certain plot elements just kind of came together as I went on, but that's the, the main inspiration is those two things. Awesome. Sounds very, very dark, um, but very intriguing. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit about uh, your writing journey. What got you started writing? What inspires you? So I've always been a pretty avid reader. I wrote, I read the novelization of Jurassic Park. Well, actually, it was just the novel Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton when I was pretty young. I want to say about eight or 10, something like that. And um, that inspired me to keep reading because I thought that book was awesome. And I just wanted to keep reading different things. I read a lot of the, the Star Wars books, what we now call the legacy canon or whatever, we used to just call it the expanded universe. Um, and then a friend of mine loaned me The Hobbit. And I read The Hobbit and I loved that. And then from that, I got my hands on Lord of the Rings. So I got in, really into fantasy. And my first attempt at writing anything was a horrible fanfic for Warcraft. Back then there was no World of Warcraft. It was just based off probably Warcraft 2 uh, that got about two, two, three pages in before I realized that it was not anything. Um, and then I just kind of knocked around the idea of wanting to be a writer. And I entered a short story writing contest in school. When I was in high school, they had a scary story writing contest, like the local paper. 
and my submission, it was supposed to be something like a thousand words. I think my submission was like 5,000 words. And the editor from the paper sought me out and were like, hey, your story was really cool. We cannot publish it. It's entirely too long. But if you had been able to get the thousand word count, we would definitely, you would have been the winner of the contest. So kind of bittersweet, but that and my English teacher at the time was like, you should really develop this. This is cool. Um, So that was my first big story that I tried to write kind of ended up not going anywhere. And then uh, what actually led me to where I am now is I was, um, was talking to a girl and she asked me, hey, do you, I'm writing this fantasy story. Do you want to read it? And I said, yes, absolutely. That sounds great. Um, so she sent it to me and I started reading it. And about three lines in, I, I thought, you know, I can, I can write something better than this. It's kind of a crappy thought, but I mean, it brought me where I am now. So after reading what she sent me, I just typed out, we were talking about instant messenger or something like that. I said, Hey, you want to read what I'm writing? She said, Oh yeah, sure. So I real quick tapped out what became the opening to my fantasy series and sent it to her. And that started my long journey of writing fantasy. So um, that series, I have a couple books done, but not published. And then since then, I just kind of jumped from idea to idea. I have a couple things that are, almost ready to be published. Um, yeah. And I just, I get an idea that I like, I start working on it. That's awesome. That is great. Um, so, okay. Going back to stone's throw from the sea, um, is there any romance in it or is it just a straight grim dark or is there any, any hope in this world? There's not much hope in this world. There's a little romance, um, actually a little bit more than I was expecting when I started writing it, which I wasn't expecting to do any. Um, Writing romance isn't my strong point or my forte, but it seems to kind of happen. My writing's very character driven. So a lot of times it seems like the characters make decisions that I didn't really have out for them. There's definitely one or two romances in it. I don't think there's gonna be any, any steamy or spicy or sparkly scenes whatever the hell you want to say there um just more kind of tension and lead up and then just relationships building I like that um okay so what is your writing process like are you a plotter a pantser in between I'm a a pantser I hate these terms I don't like them I think they're very cutesy but I would definitely be a pantser I don't plot I don't outline Usually I start off a story with the barest idea of where I'm going and then kind of following the character's motivations, I'll usually end up thinking through my ending, what I want to have happen. And then it's just, honestly, it's a lot of times it's a surprise what even gets me there. Um, I find when I do try to plot too much, it never works out the way I want it to and things end up changing and a lot of whole uh, scenes or sections that I plotted just never end up getting written because the characters sidestep those areas or that situation just never comes up. Gotcha. No, I totally understand. Characters can be wily little things. Um, so do you, uh, you said that you are very character driven. Um, do you have like a favorite part of the process? Do you enjoy coming up with the characters? Like, is it the writing itself that's your favorite part of it? Or like, potentially editing what all I'm not a big fan of editing I mean it, it, it's nice to kind of bring it through and and bring everything together but it's not a fun process for me mm-hmm. um my favorite part would probably be I really enjoy 
writing dialogue. So a lot of my stories end up very dialogue heavy and have to go through and edit a lot of that out. Um, I enjoy world building and, and kind of building the lore of all these different places. And just, I really, really like character interactions and just seeing where I, we end up. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, did you have any struggles with this current uh, project? Well, I am still working on it. So yeah, I do have some struggles. I work full time. I have two children and um, that gets in the way. I'm also a gamer. So when it, when the kids go to bed and there is time to write, and well, do I work on the story? Do I turn on the Xbox? You know, it's really just time management. And then um, since this isn't, you know, my, my fantasy series has a lot of established characters and kind of motives going on. And this is just, it's a one-off standalone story and everything's kind of brand new even to me. So sometimes I'll just hit a brick wall where I, I know where I want to end up in a couple of pages, but I don't really know how to get there. So that'd be my struggles, I'd say. <sighs> Valid struggle. I think we all struggle with that. Um, okay, so you mentioned that um, you have a few other works. Um, do you, your fantasy series, what's the name of that? So that is, the series is called The Broken Empire and the first book's called The Mark of the Wolf. None of this is published. I had an agent at one point, but I don't know what happened to my agent. So they're not published and not really any plans of publishing those at the moment. I had to do a lot of rewrites on that first book at my agent's behest. And then she stopped talking to me. So now I'm kind of left with a story that's a lot different than it originally was. And I queried uh, agents, publishers for that one and got a lot of rejections, as you do. Um, and it just kind of lost steam. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I think the uh, I wrote a book called Seven Dogs, which is actually available to purchase on Amazon, I think, called uh, Seven Dogs, Book One, Fisher by Cody Camarillo, if you want to check that out. Um, that one was meant to be a series, but I started work on the second book in the series and kind of stalled out lost the spark the inspiration for that one so that didn't go very far but that first book is out there it's a good mediocre effort um and then that kind of led me to I got this idea that I thought was really cool a couple of summers ago uh, that led to the the last book that I actually finished writing it's called The Lonesome Writer it's a fantasy western with supernatural elements and it's actually set not just in our world but in you know the history of the old west I tried to make as many things as I could with that uh, period appropriate um, to kind of offset the fact that there's ghosts and demons and you know magic and all that kind of stuff going on um, that one's probably my my book closest to being ready to publish but I still need to edit it and do some other things to it but yeah those all sound really exciting um so you have quite a few books under your belt mm -hmm. um so do you have any favorite characters, uh, especially from Stone's Throw, Stone's Throw from the Sea? Yes. Um, so, of course, I love my main character. Who doesn't love their main character? But I think the, the surprise uh, outbreak in the story of Stone's Throw from the Sea is a character that was actually originally meant to die in the first two pages. Uh, his name is Ratguts. Uh, he's a sailor. He ends up being my main character's first mate and kind of like his best friend. He's got a really thick Cockney accent, which is really probably a poor presentation of the Cockney accent, but it's the best I can do. I'm American. 
Uh, he curses a lot and he's just kind of one of those one of those guys that doesn't take anything from anybody if you don't like you he won't listen to you he's very standoffish he'll get right up in somebody's face and tell them off um he just kind of does what he wants and then the other thing is he's really really good at fighting so people are scared of him and uh, one thing i kind of like that just a detail that popped in there unbidden was he doesn't use weapons he'd everything barefisted he just knocks people out um but yeah it was it was was interesting to me because I, I just wrote him in as this obnoxious kind of bully character introducing Ambergris and to the to the reader and kind of the situations that they're in. And I got two comments like, hey, this guy Rat Guts is really funny. I really like this character. So he got spared from death. The death was supposed to go to him, went to another character that I thought was going to be more of a central character in the story. And now Rat Guts is just out there cursing and uh, tramping around in the swamps with no shoes on. <laughs> He sounds like a riot. Um, are you anything like Rat Guts? No, I do cuss a lot. <laughs> but if I had to fight somebody, I would probably shoot them or hit them with a baseball bat. And I don't, I'm not very much on speaking my mind or getting in people's faces. I'm pretty quiet and shy, I guess. Okay. Um, a favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote? So my favorite quote is, it's not one of those things that pops up just once in the book, it's something that Rat Guts says all the time and it's fuck off. Anything you tell him to do something he doesn't want to do, fuck off, you know, and it just pops up when he tells his stories about different things. Every time somebody tells him something, it's fuck off. So it's just kind of become a um, catchphrase of the whole book and kind of embodies, I think, the, the nihilism of the whole story. So I dig it. That's awesome. <laughs> uh all right. Well, I think that uh, we are out of questions. Um, I really enjoyed interviewing you. Thank you so much for coming on the Witches and Pros podcast. Um, I, of course, uh, I am very excited to see uh, what unfolds on your journey with the Stone's Throw from the Sea and your other books. So, thank you, you so much. This was fun. Thank you. Have a great night and thank you guys so much for watching Witches and Prose podcast.